Listening to Roar, powered by LT Gray. Welcome to the Tiger Den. Welcome back to Roar, powered by LT Gray. Uh, I am your usual host, as as I often am. Uh, my name is Miss Schiff, and I am here with Maria Esperanza. And uh, she has joined this class willingly this year, her junior year. So I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit more, and we will go from there. Hi, I'm Maria, and I'm, I'm a junior. Um, I have been here for four months, and I'm from Colombia. So I have to ask, which is not on your thing and not part of the podcast per se, but like you've only been here for four months and you know English. Like your English is pretty superb. So where did you learn English? Well, I have studied English like for four years there in Colombia. Well, it's not that bad, but, you know, I came here to learn more. Okay. Well, I'm, we are impressed that you are with native speakers all day and you were able to keep up. And that's just, first of all, being bilingual is like uh, the creme de la creme of uh, brilliant, right? And and on top of that, you're about to do a podcast. You've only been in the country for four months. So uh, we want to honor that and acknowledge that because I think that that's something really important that our listeners know uh, and that you have a beautiful accent from Colombia. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so... Excuse me. Um, and speaking of Colombia, right, we're going to be talking about the difference of journalism in the United States versus your home country of Colombia, right? So um, how does it differ? Well, well as, a, as my opinion, well, the American news industry is a business and, well, journalists talk with, with more freedom here, well, and are more well people here are more careful about the words they they say about someone somewhere they are like well there's a in us there's a lot of cultures so they have to be careful about it oh they're more uh like sensitive to marginalized communities yeah, and so okay so what you're saying is like um maybe in Colombia, what you're saying is like if there's like a minority group, they might use the slur for it or yeah. slang for it yeah. versus using like an appropriate term that's inclusive instead of exclusive for that community. Yeah, I'm not saying all the journalists journalists use that kind of way to speak, but well, mostly of mostly the news are really kind of rude. Okay, so the news in Venezuela. Or sorry, in Colombia. <laughs> sorry, I just did an EE on Venezuela for well, the past near. hour. It is near. Sorry. <laughs> That's a shout out to my editor-in-chief right there that just made me talk about Venezuela for an hour. And now I'm on to Colombia. I really need to get it straight. <laughs> so, um, sorry. And I do need to honor both countries separately. So, uh, in Colombia, what you're saying is, I just totally got caught off, um, is that they are less careful, less cautious. And in America, you think that we are more sensitive in the terminology that we use when we print and utilize journalism. Yes. And what, well, you can talk with freedom, but you have to be careful the what you're saying of someone uh, like, 
what you refer to here in America. Yeah. So like slander and you need to be factual mm -hmm. in, in Colombia. You don't need to be concerned or well, factual. You need to be. But as I saw in the newspaper, I saw like the topic and the big the one, headline, the, the big sign. And well, it's not really careful about the topic they're talking about. So they're not sensitive at all. Yeah. Uh, so what you're saying is like the big headline, the big print in the mm -hmm. newspaper could say something, I don't know, um, could call somebody a pig. Yeah. Is that probably like a, like a fair one? Like so-and-so political figure is a pig. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I don't know who so-and-so is and I've not read any of these Colombian papers. So I'm just asking you in like a brief generalization to help you out. But also, that's what you're saying that we could find if mm -hmm. we spoke Spanish well enough to be grabbing a Colombian newspaper. <laughs> okay. Uh, or not okay, right? Uh, how does the Colombian public deal with that? Well, mostly, uh, it's rude. We know that it's rude. We constantly say rude words. And, well, we, we are not sensitive, as, as you said before. Mm, mostly like when you call someone big in newspaper and news and on TV, uh, people get traumatized. That that person get traumatized because all you have all the countries that uh, talk about you. You are big. You are fat. You are well. Those things that are really rude. So like the and again, I have not read any of these. Mm -hmm. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like they will tear you up yeah. verbally and then the country kind of supports that even though they know it's not okay. Yeah. Well, news influence all the well, all, all the country. So that's interesting yeah. that like your newspapers have the power to influence people. Yeah. Well, where I would argue in America, digital media has more of an influence. Does digital media have as much of an impact in Colombia as well or is it mostly print? was social media to Twitter it's it well it's mostly used by young people you can find a lot of comments you know both mostly both of rude or arguing about that's rude you don't have to say that and people reply not that's fine and these are in like scholarly journalist like things as well like like um i don't know well uh, we don't really use well don't, we we don't really use scholar magazines and journalists is not considered as a class in colombia okay but when okay so i'm in colombia mm -hmm. and i wake up in the morning mm -hmm. in america we like the stereotype is that we wake up this used to happen I don't know that it happens anymore, but we wake up, we brush our teeth, we get our coffee, and we grab our newspaper and we read it. Is that something that happens in Colombia? Yeah. Okay, but where do they grab their newspaper? Well, mostly um, all people bought it um, stores. So they buy it at the store? Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't get delivered? Well, I don't really know if it gets delivered, but my grandpa used to buy it at, at store. But they have markets that are like right next door, yeah. right? Like it's a small market. Small so. market. 
It's not like the supermarket. No, it's like a small little one that has like milk, eggs, your newspaper. Yeah. And it's near your club and, and it, it's your house. Yeah, like it's three feet away from your front yeah. door or the next to the apartment that you live in. That's and really so, common there. Um they call it a marqueta or what do, what do they call it? Like a in in Spanish. Give me the word please. Uh supermercado. It's a supermercado, even though it's yeah, small. Yeah, it's a small it's a small one. But I would think that it wouldn't have the super in it. Well, I don't know. It's mini market, maybe. Yeah, mini marts. Mini mercado. Mini mercado. There's another one that we're we're getting eyes from our editor in chief. Tendita. Tendita. Yeah, that's the one too. Okay, good. We're we're all. I that's love that. But between the three of us, we can get these words out in Spanish. I just also want to honor Colombian culture, right, and use the right words and make sure that we're we're. Well, you speak Spanish wonderfully i i do not but we're working on it <laughs> so um okay so so like your grandpa for instance would go down and he'd go to this tiendita or kiosco well in oh in, yeah like a kiosk yeah kiosco it's like an island a small island and they both most well it's really common in colombia used to be in um, in 19s, maybe it, it used to be really common to vote in the kiosk oh. magazines. Yeah, so there's like a we call it like a newsstand. Yeah, yeah, but we also have kiosks, right, where you could probably yes. buy them. Um, and now where I see them most, if you're gonna buy stuff like that, is like in airports, which is really funny. Airports in New York. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so is the ability to get the news in Colombia? Colombia easier or harder than in America? Like, it's really easier. Well, about in general, it's really easier to, well, you look around and you have um, any story to tell about. Um, but in school, like a school field, it's kind of hard to know about this, well, this field, about the journalism field. Okay. About being a journalist, journalist, because we don't have a class, a specific class, a class like here in America, in U.S. You have a class. You can choose a class. Um, you talk about journalists. Well, you talk with your classroom about mm -hmm. journalists. You teach us about how to get um, an article the photography and things like that. And they don't teach us. So in Colombia, even in, okay. So in high school, they don't teach you. No. Do they have it in college? Yeah. You have to choose. So you have to choose like universidad mm -hmm. to like learn that sort of skill. Yeah. Not all high schools have a journalism, but most I would argue probably do. Well, I thought that us is in the top 10, um, like the most the best journalist in high school journalism in high school i'd like to think we're up there I'd i'll like, search that on Google. that's pretty awesome so we're in the top 10. yeah i didn't even know that that's pretty cool so the united states is in the top 10 which united states by the way is not usually in the top 10 for education for anything <laughs> so the fact that we are in the top 10 for journalism actually makes my heart pitter patter that's like a really <laughs> huge one um, and the fact that I'm teaching it means that I'm part of the top 10. You're welcome.
for the audience, you're welcome. <laughs> so good. So in Colombia, you don't learn about the ethics of journalism really no. even. And so like growing up, like whatever is viewed as news and journalism is also viewed as ethical because that's what the society has. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, the, at least that's what I'm gathering from this conversation. I don't want to point my finger at a whole country and be like, this is negative, but <laughs> it does not seem so positive, but we have a lot of not positive in America that we talk about in this class as well in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, journalism and ethics and pay and guerrilla journalism. So I don't want to paint any country to be perfect or not perfect. I just, I think it's important to recognize that like we, we as a global society all have strengths and weaknesses, especially in journalism. Um, so is Columbia different from Latin America in general with how they view it or, um, are the countries surrounding Colombia, do you know if they also treat news the same way? Well, as I said before, here, well, people here, journalists, are more sensitive. And, well, as I see, journalists are really important to America, to U.S. They are really important. And Colombia, it's not the same case. Because, well, when you choose to be a journalist, you have to, it's not the best career to choose. Well, it's- I don't know that it's the best career to choose here either, it's but like it's, the, a, it's a great one, it's a you. noble one. I mean, we need yeah. them. But in Colombia, no, you are, well, it's the less paid, one of the less paid career careers. Did you look to see how much journalists get paid here? Mm, I think, well, it's more, it's like more- It's more than- value. It's more valued socially yeah. than in Colombia. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that journalists in America get paid probably a fair wage either. We've covered that in another one. So uh, if you're looking for like fair pay and journalism, you might want to look at um, the one I did with Joyce uh, where she talks about journalism and the ethics of journalism and payment of journalists. So we can refer to that podcast, which is actually really cool that you guys are tying your podcasts together. Um, how do, how does freedom of speech differ? Well, you talked about the sensitivity, but are there any other freedom of speeches? Is like Colombia say that you can't talk about their government or are there any restrictions like that? Well, there's, there's a strong relationship between journalism and government in Colombia. You have to be careful especially when you are a journalist, your, well, your life are in risk. Because, well, um, the news and media, for instance, the polit politics and journalism have long been closely tied in a special manner. 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 Good job. Yeah. So, well, you have to be careful about the what are you saying about um, politic? So like a political figure, you can't say yeah. like, Mr. X has embezzled $300,000 because you could probably lose your life right, is right. what you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. That's unfortunate, right? Um, I know that that is also the case for Venezuela, is which is what I'm reading about in uh, another EE. So, <laughs> so that's... Uh, 
And E, by the way, I'm making a reference to this multiple times. I should just tell our listeners that's an extended essay for anybody trying to get an international baccalaureate uh, diploma. And we have a lot of EE students uh, or at least international baccalaureate or IB students as are commonly known in El Tigre. Uh, Maria is not one of those, but Maria is pretty awesome. And uh, uh, Maria is in here. Why are you in this class? Well, I mean, uh, welcome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to choose an elective class. And I was like, I don't know what to choose. And she said, well, she showed me the magazine, the one from spring 2021. And I, I was like, wow, that that looks really cool. And I, well, she said, do you have your elective class? And I, and I said, Yes, uh, I would like to be in publication one. Yeah. Are you going to join publications too? No pressure. You're on. You're being recorded. <laughs> you're going to come back next year too? Yeah. Um, I know that you've been doing a lot of photojournalism, right? You've been trying to take photos and you've been doing a very good job. Um, and you're a little shy about sharing, but you're great. We love it. Um so there's not a lot of freedom of speech as we're going back to our topic uh, in terms of politics because you are censored in terms of, uh, you know, family and safety. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a that's a problem. Right. In terms of um, getting fair and accurate news. That's a little corrupt. But, right. The corruption. Would, corruption would be the word. Um, OK. And do you think. If there's one thing that you like about American journalism, what would it be? I, like, if you liked one thing, what's your favorite thing about American journalism? Um, American journalism. When we, well, when we talk about sensitive um, topics, I think, well, in Colombia, people try to evade. Avoid. Avoid. People try to, well, journalism, journalists try to avoid the sensitive topics uh, about the poor and things like that. And I, I like to hear people, I, I, I like to hear people talking about that one without um, saying like, well, he is a corrupt. He didn't um, pay so much for that part of the country. They didn't pay attention to that part. They want to um, get that attention of all the country. No one talk about it. So that's why they continue, like no one's care about it. So let me try and clarify. Yeah. What you're saying is that, it, no, you're doing great. In Colombia, there are parts of the country that are getting ignored and mm -hmm. they're in large amounts of poverty. Yes. Same thing happens in the United States, right? We have large amounts of poverty all over this country. People are in um, food deprivation, mm -hmm. right? So there's and food insecurity, uh, shelter, home, right? We have we have a lot of people in this country that are suffering also. But what you're saying is that we don't ignore them in media. So like journalism can cover that. Where in Colombia, there's not a lot of coverage of things like socioeconomics because it makes the country look bad. Yeah. And you're not allowed to make the country look bad. Is well, that what I'm getting? Well, not to look bad. It's like to, 
to people to well to try to don't tell the people about it because people will get mad after politics Oh, okay. So they will say like that the politicians aren't doing aren't doing enough, and if the politicians aren't doing enough, then the community is upset. Exactly. And so if the community is upset, the journalist is really the one at fault for reporting the news that the politician did not protect the community. That's right. Okay, so the journalist is the black sheep, is what you're telling me. Do you mm -hmm. understand black sheep? Yeah. Okay. Negra. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, so. That's your biggest difference is that you like that we cover in America things that really affect common people, yes. right? And that we're not, I still argue that there's cover-ups. I still argue that there's corruption. There's there's all these things in every country. Um, I'm not specifically saying I know what exactly because I can't, but I imagine in the amount of people that we have living in America, there's corruption there, right? That's a fair statement, I'm sure. Um you are amazing. So you've learned, you've learned the language. You're here. Did you read American news before you got here? Yeah, I have to, um, for my Spanish class, I have to uh, look at the um, New York Times on the website. Well, the website. So when you were in Colombia yeah. in your English class. Spanish. I have to. Um, I have to search about, uh, about, um, Oh, you were reading it in Spanish. Yeah. It's, it's an, it's in Spanish. So you got your New York times in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I know that that happened? Well, you can change it. The oh, you can change it on your thing. I was like, how ignorant am I that I didn't know? But now I realize what you were doing. You were changing it on there. And then, so you would read it as like a reading comprehension. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So you were reading American news just in Spanish, which I, I'm sure a lot of Americans read it in Spanish. We have a lot of Spanish speakers in America, right? So um, that's amazing. So you were already getting your news from the New York Times, which is a pretty reputable source. So I appreciate that. Where else were you getting it from? Just the New York Times? CNN. CNN. Good. Yeah. And also uh, Los Angeles Times. Yeah, I grew up reading the Los Angeles Times. It got delivered to our, uh, our thing. Every morning, I used to run out of bed and ask my dad the weather. Because the weather used to be, it still probably is, but it's printed on the first page. And my dad would tell me what the weather was, so I knew what to wear to school that day. And that happened probably from first grade through high school. Like, I would wake up, run to the kitchen, ask my dad, because he'd be eating his half a bagel and have his coffee and read the paper and he still sometimes takes pictures of the newspaper and sends it to me about articles he thinks i should read so i think that that's sweet well um this is probably the longest podcast we've had but it's an awesome one thank you for joining us is there anything you want our listeners to know Um, thank you for listening to me. <laughs> okay, that was that was it. That's good. Thank you, Mischief. You're amazing. <laughs> this is what this class is all about. So uh, I love that you did this research. I'm super proud of you for doing this with me. I know it's not easy. And uh, to our listeners, thanks for listening. And we will see you probably next week again. Yeah. So uh, happy listening.